Welcome to The Real News Network. I'm Paul Jay in Baltimore. This is Reality Asserts Itself. We're continuing our series of interviews with the final segment with Heiner Flasbeck, who now joins us again in the studio. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. So one more time, Heiner worked at UNCTAD, and from 2003 to 2012, he was the director of the Division on Globalization and Development Strategies. He now runs Flasbeck Economics, which is a consultancy, and you can find him at flasbeck-economics.de. Thanks. So we've been all the ends of all the segments of so far of our interview. We keep coming to if a reasonable, rational capitalist and that person then would do. And we've kind of agreed there may be a few, but they don't. They, even they, even billionaires who seem to have some sense of uh, the need for regulation, the need for higher wages, the need for not having so much wealth concentrated in so mm -hmm. few hands and so on and so on, even they're marginalized. And uh, in terms of who controls the politics of the United States, Europe, Canada, and, and not all of the world, I think Latin America, there's some exceptions, but more or less most of the developed world, certainly, um, you do not find such, such capitalists. Uh, uh, is that not where capitalism is? I mean, the, it's not like just a bunch of guys happen to think one way. It's that, that in terms of the objective process, ownership has become so concentrated. And as a result of that concentrated ownership, you have such concentrated political power. And you know, in the United States now, this completely unfettered ability mm -hmm. to, for individuals to donate. No, no. And you know, it was already overboard. Yeah, now yeah, it's, no. you know, the, you can't even describe no, what's going to no, happen with the no, politics now. No. Um, is, 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 if you look at and we've only been talking about speculation. We've only been talking about the financial and economic crisis. Now add to that climate change. Mm. And so far, and there's no reason to, in, in any short-term way to see any change, uh, you know, capitalism seems absolutely incapable of dealing any of the serious issues with climate change. It can't deal with the issue of speculation and wages and, 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 and such. Mm. I mean, is capitalism as we know it you know, done in the sense, not that it's going to have some great collapse and go away, but is it done in terms of it can no longer generate growth, it can no longer s face up to and solve the problems facing it. And, and do we not have to move to something new or are we going to see the 1930s? And are we, are we going to see, you know, the, the, the solution capitalism is going to come up with is fascism. And in the United States, there may have been that moment where there was an alternative route through FDR and the New Deal. Mm -hmm. But in the United States, if you look at the politics now, you can't even see that being possible. It's far more likely to have some form of far right uh, solution here as mm -hmm. well. Uh, so I mean, do we not have to be thinking beyond any kind of version at least of capitalism we know? Well, that is a very difficult question, whether there is something else. The alternative, unfortunately, we do not know a good alternative. We, we know the alternative in terms of a very regulated capitalism, what we had in the Bretton Woods area, uh, what, we, what we have um, in some countries like China, where we have a strong dominant uh, state uh, that allows market, but uh, not uh, unlimited, unfettered market, uh, but uh, Certain, to a certain extent, but even there, uh, there is a strong tendency to open it more, to liberalize it more in a way. And they're uh, totally that, enmeshed that, in the that, global going, system yeah, anyway. They're going, so. they're going to that, but in the global system, we have no solution. This is, the, this is the crucial thing for me. We have no global solution, and all the attempts to do that, to find uh, a global solution in the G20 or elsewhere, failed dramatically. 
So in Europe, we failed with coordination of policies. So we will go back into what I fear uh, kind of right wing governments that will de-Europeize -Europe uh, uh, the whole the whole continent. Uh, and in the United States, well, the question is where, where, where to go. Uh, let, let me say it, uh, the, the crucial question is uh, at the end, again, spending, demand. Where does demand come from? Uh, the, the only way to, to have a capitalist economy running is that you have functioning companies that are investing. Companies that are, so to say, taking the savings of the, of the workers uh, that are able to save and uh, uh, to put something aside and then invest it. This is the way capitalism can work. Today, we're, we're living in a world where the capitalists all over the place in, in the United States, in Great Britain, in, in Europe, are also net savers. They have so much money that they do not want to do, uh, they do not invest enough uh, to spend that money. They're so they sitting, just gamble they're sitting, with each other. Yeah, they're, they're gambling with it, yeah, because, but this is the end of capitalism in, in, the, in the way we know it, because this cannot go on. So then, because then at a global scale, only the government can be the one, the big spender, so to say, if the households are not able to spend because they do not. But then have here's what I don't get, it, frankly, about your logic, okay? Yeah. If only the government, you've used that phrase, times, then why isn't the issue public ownership of some form or another? Yeah, but... Because it, it's through that concentrated no, but private ownership but even, you get yeah, but, control but the, of the politics. But public ownership is politically blocked and, and, and even public spending is blocked politically. So the capitalism are blocking themselves. They, they're blocking themselves by, by blocking everything. They're, they're not investing themselves. They're blocking the government from, uh, from the being the big spender and, and having, uh, taking on government debt. Uh, they're not giving uh, income to the, to the workers, so the whole system comes to an end. It, it hits the wall at a certain point. So I, what I expect is a bigger crisis than we have seen. And then again comes the question, do we find the politicians who are able to learn the lessons from, from this bigger crisis, maybe the big depression or however you may call it, uh, to, to uh, find a way out? Uh, in, into a new system, which in my opinion should not be a totally planned system or a socialist system or something like that, but again, a mixed system where we have a strong government that is regulating uh, the most crucial uh, things. The most crucial things are the financial markets and the labor market. This has to be regulated by the government, otherwise it cannot work. But, it, but it's also a political question, like who has the power in the issue of democratization, isn't it? Like as long as you're going to have these decisions made by a very small stratum of the population and they make it because they own stuff, yeah, you're not going to get. You're not going to have this rationality. You're looking no, for. No, they, they do. But like that unless is why, you can democratize, that is why I think they will hit the wall again. So, but and the, 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 so then don't hit you it harder than, than last time. So, so no, you can't have like the emergence of some politician. Just there has to be some democratization and some, you know, mass the, mobilization after the, crisis, after the crisis. Yeah, after the next crisis, not not without nothing in, in a stagnative mood. Nothing nothing is going to happen. But the next crisis will come, and when the next crisis, so we better get ready. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the, because you, if we you, don't you, get ready for, the, for yeah. something, you know, as a, a more progressive, enlightened yeah, alternative, yeah, yeah. the alternative is going to be fascism. Yeah, that is right. That is always in history was the alternative. Uh, either, either you get then uh, dictatorship from one side or the other, uh, or, or you get uh, a renovation of democracy and the market economy. But this is... Uh, this is the crucial. Uh, what, what do you make of what's happening in Latin America? Th there's nothing perfect about what's happening. There's lots of no. weaknesses and flaws. Yeah, it's yeah. raw. But do you think there's something happening there that, that points to a, a different way to do things? Well, a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I must say that uh, many of the attempts were, were 
not really thought through. Uh, if you look at Venezuela, they, they have done very, very reasonable things, but also very crazy things. Uh, they never tried to have a clear macroeconomic uh, policy. Uh, they never tried to have a reasonable and rational uh, currency policy uh, on, on monetary policy and things like that. And they should have they should have joined forces with the others. And as I, but as I said, the cooperation. What do you, what do you think? What's happening cooperation? in Ecuador? Cooperation. Ecuador has to be. It's gone a bit better, but Ecuador is a dollarized country. Uh, imagine they are under a, a, a terrible constraint, the worst constraint you can be. Namely, you have to. To, to bring the dollars and, and suitcases into the country to have to have uh, bills to uh, to to pay your uh, your, your your bills with uh, it's it's uh, terrible uh, and uh, under these constraints it was a great job that uh, Korea did President Korea did a great job but uh, it's not a solution it's not a solution to nothing but he was the one who tried to go for more monetary cooperation because he wanted to get rid of this dollarization but they, his partners he didn't find the partners so ordinary americans are watching this yeah. interview uh, i would think they're getting freaked out if they weren't already yeah <laughs> uh, what what do, you, what do you suggest they do well they should uh, join try to to engage politically uh, i think we need alternatives uh, it cannot go on with with uh, the two parties and uh, uh, in the United States uh, without big friction that are, are going to come. It cannot go on with uh, conservative and social democratic parties in, in Europe that are doing the same things whenever they come to power, as we see in France now and elsewhere. So it doesn't work like that. We need a rather rational, uh, reasonable alternative uh, that is uh, giving a chance to global coordination that is open to uh, intervention of the state in the markets where the markets do not work and uh, things like that. So this is, this is urgent. Uh, so I can only urge everybody to, to think about his own situation and to, to join forces with other people to uh, create parties, found uh, uh, NGOs or whatever you do uh, to, to become active politically and to, to say a word on, on these things. All right, thanks very much. Thank you. So thank you for joining us. If you want to see more of Heiner's work, you can find it at flashback-economics.de. And thank you for joining us on Reality Asserts Itself on the Real News Network.